Hey, Five Finance family, welcome to Flip It with Samara, a show designed to flip the narrative on how we view and use finances in both our personal and business settings. Um, so tonight we have a guest that's going to be joining me. But before we dive into that, I also want to share with you a lot of new things that are going to be coming your way, right? Um, for instance, if you have not already, we definitely encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube page, okay? Um, make sure that you visit our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, right? When you see some content that you like. Um, but we definitely encourage you to do so because we share content with you week over week um, that's relevant, right, and informative. And so we definitely want you to take advantage of this free information, okay? A lot of good information, not only for business owners, but also for individuals, but especially for my entrepreneurs, right? So we definitely want you to stay connected. So make sure you subscribe. We are also now um, have a podcast channel, right? So we are featured um, on Amazon, Audible, Apple, Spotify. So we definitely want you to check us out. Check out the podcast as well, right? Listen to it when you're driving into work, okay? Right? So definitely make sure that you uh, connect with us along that platform as well. And then we have a big event coming up. Um, so I want you to save the date for our Connect and Elevate Summit coming in January, okay, January 14th. And we're gonna have a panel of outstanding speakers in their own right, right? Um, people that are gonna come before you from um, HR, right? So we have a human resource uh, specialist that's gonna be talking to you, expert rather. We have a, a communication expert, or I should say a relationship expert, who is also the guest for tonight. Um, and then we're gonna have a branding expert as well, and the list goes on, but you definitely want to make sure that you reserve your spot. Uh, we definitely have already sent out the flyer um, with the link in order for you to reserve your spot and spaces will be limited. So you definitely want to uh, jump in there, get your spot as soon as possible. And as a special bonus, I'm going to be announcing a special gift that we're gonna give to all the attendees, okay? So definitely save the date, January 14th, um, and make sure that you connect with us to reserve your spot, okay? We don't want you to miss that. It's gonna be packed with a lot of good information um, and some phenomenal people speaking on that platform, okay? Um, and then the next thing, right, is tax season. Tax season is going to be in full effect um, come February of 2022, and so we are ramping up for it. Um, so when tax season comes, uh, we usually like to send out a lot of emails, with information on things that we want you to start preparing for. Um, we usually provide checklists to all of our returning clients so that they can start preparing their taxes, um, or I should say start preparing their documentation for the taxes. Um, so you definitely want to visit the website, www.fivefinance.com, 
So you can book a tax consultation. It's a free consultation if you're a new client. If you're a returning client um, and you have no changes, don't worry, shoot us an email, let us know, and you will definitely um, have your spot reserved so that we can handle your tax returns for this upcoming season. But definitely wanna make you aware that it's right around the corner, right? So um, please book those consultations as soon as possible because again, that's gonna be limited space as well and we will be cutting that off as well, okay? Um, and then the last thing, right? You just saw the ad for the masterclass. Um, so I also want to let you know that that masterclass is still out there. This class um, is designed for the DIYers, right? So if you do your own personal tax returns, you do your own business tax returns, it's for you. Okay. If you are somebody who goes to a tax preparer, right? It's for you as well. Um, you always want to make sure that no matter if you're doing it or someone else is doing it, um, that you are maximizing your tax savings, okay? And so what you get in this class is you get the laws, the rules, right? We explain the eligibility requirements. We explain what has to be done in order for you to take advantage of these tax returns. Um, and so, I mean, sorry tax strategies credits um, and so we definitely do our due diligence with going through and educating you right it's all about education okay and then you are able to apply this information to your situation okay so you definitely want to make sure that you are taking advantage of that and then why did we offer this class? We offer this class because we want to help you maximize your tax savings, okay? We don't want you to continue, right, just um, completing a return, closing your eyes, and hoping for the best, right? <laughs> no, um, that's not what we're about here at Five Finance. We're all about education. And so we definitely want to make sure that um, we educate you and that you are able to implement these things in your situation okay so make sure that you uh, visit the website and take advantage of that trump effect masterclass, especially before the end of the year because most of the items that we discuss in the class um, they are time sensitive and so you have to make sure that you are putting them in place before december 31st of 2021 right so a lot of information going on right a lot of information i'm throwing at you um, but we definitely want to make sure that you connect with us across our platforms and that you stay informed as well all right so that's why i wanted to share that with you um, and then on top of all of that right i want to talk about our services so uh, we do offer bookkeeping services um, and we offer accounting, um, payroll, CFO services for small business owners. Um, so definitely connect with us, right? If you are in need of those services, check out our website so you can see what we're about. Um, so you can see the skill set and the knowledge that we are bringing to the table in order to help you. Okay, so definitely uh, a lot going on again, um, but we definitely are here to serve you. All right. So I just want to say shout out to everybody that's on Alicio. Thank you, Charles. Thank you for the shout out. Um, and so JP, thank you for joining. Um, so without uh, further ado, I want to talk to you, James. What's up? Um, wanted to talk to you briefly about our guest. Right. So this guest on tonight is also going to be a guest on our main event in the summit. Right. So. 
I encourage you <laughs> to stay tuned, hear what this brother has to say. Um, it's always a pleasure when I have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with this brother. I have had the honor of being on his show um, before, and so always a great just conversation, right? It's, it's all about just conversation. Um, and I learn so much every single time I tune into his show and every single time we communicate, right? So I um, definitely am honored and privileged that he agreed to come on tonight. Um, and again, he is also going to be one of the featured panelists at the summit. So um, you are definitely gonna wanna sign up after you hear uh, what this brother has to say on tonight. So without further ado, I am going to bring on Charles Jackson. Uh, hey Charles, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Samira. Thank you for that welcome. Wow, I'm so honored to be here and honored and super excited to be a guest at this upcoming summit. But man, thank you so much for this invite. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, so I am going to give you the opportunity to tell us about yourself, introduce yourself to the Five Finance family, um, because I feel like uh, you would probably do a much better job than me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, first and foremost, I think the Five Finance family is great. They're in the chat, lighting up the chats with comments already yes. each week. I'm in there with them, so I'm part of the family. You are. But for those of you who don't know me yet, I am Charles Jackson. Um, I lead a consultancy, a leadership consultancy called Charles Jackson Media, as well as a marriage and family organization called You Before Me. My goal, uh, my mission, what I believe I've been called to do right now is help individuals with their relationships whether it's family relationships or professional relationships, I am the human relations strategist. And it started with me and my wife doing marriage coaching um, back in 2014. We began to coach couples because we had a mission to save marriages, marriages on the brink of divorce, and really just help families have a healthier home environment. And so that's really what set me down this path of understanding the importance of relationships. So by establishing healthy relationships, the home environment was better, communities were better, work environments are better. Also through Charles Jackson Media, I go into organizations and I help leaders develop better relationships with their subordinates, those under them, those who have been placed under their care, right? Not they are, you're in charge of these individuals, but the individuals that um, you've been charged with taking care of, I help leaders build healthy relationships because again, I believe the healthier the relationships we can have, the stronger our teams will be, the stronger and the more innovative our companies will be, our communities are better, and the world is better from that respect. And that includes healthier relationships with yourself. It starts with how you see yourself, how you think about yourself, what you believe about yourself. Belief drives behavior. And so if we can shape the way we think about ourselves, it's ultimately going to influence how we interact with other people. So again, all about relationships, personal and professional relationships. That is what I do. And I am pleased to be here with you all tonight. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. Um, so you said something that sparked um, something in me. Okay. Um, we got some audio playing in the background. Can you hear that too, Charles? Let's I don't hear it. We're, we're clear. 
You don't hear the audio? I, I hear some audio playing in the background. Give us one moment. Let's get this audio stopped because I can't hear you. Okay. All right. Let's see if we can close out the thing. Give me one moment. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You don't hear any audio, Charles? I don't. I just okay. hear you. All right. So it's just in my ear, but it's okay. Um, okay. So like you're, you, you're ringing from that introduction. That's what it is. You got right. so much money. Maybe that's what it right is. Now. It sounds like a song. Right. <laughs> so you were saying that belief drives behavior, right? Um, and I want to talk about that because during the pandemic, I feel like that was an opportunity for a lot of us to really get to know ourselves, right? Most of us were, we were stuck in a home, <laughs> right? We were working from home, couldn't go out as frequently, right? We didn't have that communication or connection, I should say, um, in a, on a face-to-face -face basis with other people. So I felt like it was an opportunity where you really had to learn more, like you got to learn more about yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and so with that, some people didn't like what they saw. Right. Like you had a lot of people that had to go to therapy because they were working through some right. things. Right. And that's OK. Um, and uh, and I think that it was powerful that people realized that, man, I, I really don't like mm. who this person is. Right. And now I want to yeah. do something about it. Yes. Did you see a change in your approach um, towards like what you do, um, especially in the corporate setting, but also in a personal setting um, due to the pandemic? Did you see like more people wanting to, um, I guess, work on their own behavior? Yes, absolutely. Um, who and what we believe about ourselves is going to dictate the opportunities we pursue, the relationships we build, and the life that we create for ourselves. And so during the pandemic, um, as we kind of sat and wrestled with our thoughts, um, as we sat and we looked across from the table at our spouse who we really hadn't been communicating with because life was so busy previously, I didn't have to really sit down and talk to my spouse because I could go to work. I could work overtime. I had my hobbies, all of these things, kids. I really didn't realize that there was a disconnect between me and my kids and how we speak to one another. I came home more and more each day, understanding that there was a lack of trust with my supervisor. And so as I sat around the table or outside on the patio or wherever it was, I was hanging out at the end of the day after maybe working virtually. I begin to process all of this. And I say, I, I'm talking about the individuals that was coming to me for coaching during this time. And they realized that so much of what they were believing about themselves, this lack of confidence in themselves as a husband, lack gotcha. of confidence in themselves as a, uh, a good parent, lack of confidence in themselves as a director because that's the title they held or as an entrepreneur, just this right. lack of confidence started to sink in and they felt like it was them, right? It wasn't everybody else that I've been placing blame on, it was me and so what do I need to do? And that's really what I saw every time somebody would come to me, it was, mm. I'm not here because of my spouse, I'm not here because of you know my boss or my children. I'm not necessarily liking who I am and the things right. that I'm, I'm thinking. And we were saying some very debilitating 
and damaging things about ourselves in those quiet moments, in those times where we were sitting at the, at the, at the, at the house while we weren't working and while we couldn't go out and socialize. We were saying some things about ourselves that was going to prevent us from loving ourselves and then loving others. And so I even did a little pivot because most of my coaching was really centered around leaders, right? Helping leaders having a better relationship with those under their charge. And I really dove into that space of helping us embrace who we are and get to know us and wrestle with our thoughts, our beliefs, debilitating beliefs about ourselves and the world around us and how folks see us. So that way we can increase our mental well-being and overall well-being, as you alluded to, so that we can be that good spouse, that good neighbor, right. that good employee, and that good leader. Right. That reminds me, Charles, of the saying of like hurting people hurt people. And yeah. so um, when we don't take the time to first start with ourselves and mm -hmm. examine like what's going on and then yeah. have the courage, right, to say, I mm -hmm. want to change, I want to be better. Um, and we continue on that path of just hurt, then what yeah. happens is, unfortunately, everybody that's connected to us, right, that we're close to right. in that inner circle, we end up hurting them. They become collateral damage, right? Exactly. And exactly. so um, I'm yeah. glad you said yep. that. Um, I'm sorry. Everything that we do, everything that we do, I'm realizing this more and more, is really just an overflow of what's already inside of us. Mm. What's either been done to us what we've done to ourselves, right. what we've learned, what we've studied, what we've processed, what we wrestle with late at night, it comes out in some type of form, right. whether it's positive or negative, right? Whether right. it's ambition or, or giving up, whether it's words that are positive or negative words, it's right. just everything that we do, if we think about it, it's really just an overflow of what's on the inside of us or an outpouring of what's on the inside of us. And when somebody boils over and it comes out, it's just been sitting and festering anyway. Mm. So yeah, you're exactly right. Wow. Um, that reminds me um, of a saying that I said, because I always got to bring it back to finances, right? So when, yeah. I, <laughs> so when I talk about like people chasing money, right? Um, mm. I tell okay. people that money only makes you more of what you already are. So Ooh, if you're already, <laughs> if you're already a person who is selfish, right? Come Somebody on. who, um, I'm, I'm just, let's be 100, on. right? <laughs> the more you achieve as far as success, right? Money is just going to further, right? That behavior. That's all it's going to wow. do. So you're not, you're saying I don't get rich and all of a sudden I come become generous and benevolent. That no, is, that, that doesn't oh. happen. That doesn't <laughs> happen. Neither does it fix problems, right? You, you've seen uh, stories I'm sure about what, millionaires, billionaires committing suicide. Right. Right. So it's it's not going to change the person. Right. It's not going to fix your problem. Um, and so that's why with the five finance family, I feel like I try to teach that money is a tool. Right. It's not okay. the end game. Right. So we're talking yeah. about building wealth and one way of, you know, making sure that you're wealthy that also includes your health like your mental state yes, <laughs> your health yes. like all of that is a source of wealth right you feel mm. wealthy when you are surrounded with um when you when you are mentally stable when you're surrounded with a good community a support system 
Um, so it's things like that that I feel are important. So I appreciate yeah. you, brother, because when I tell yeah, no, you no. it takes a special yeah. person to step in the lane and do what you do and so effectively. Um, so we have a question from Casey. Um, he is asking, what steps would you recommend an individual to improve their behavior or belief? That's a really good question, Casey. Yes, yes, that is. Um, so I would all I always start here. Um, our beliefs have been they're predicated on things that we've consumed, that we spoke about ourselves mm -hmm. or that have been spoken to us. Right. And so we have to start by getting in quiet spaces where we can really start to speak against those lies that we've been believing about ourselves or about other people or about other things. So find that morning routine, meditation, yoga, listening to some type of music, just relaxing and chilling. And just for the first couple of days, I have people just, what is it that you think about in the mornings when it's quiet? Right. What is it that you're saying to yourself? And then kind of write it down, man, I believe this about myself. I believe this about my neighbor. I believe this about the opposite race. I believe this about money. I believe this about wealth, like kind of write those things right. down see what is true and a reality right and then see what might be a lie that's preventing you from fulfilling certain things in your life and that's kind of that beginning stage because you have to now replace those lies that we've either consumed or that have been spoken over us you can't make it in this market um during covid trying to be you know do real estate or trying to start a business and then that gets in your head and you think i can't make it in this market i need to stay with my nine to five what is it that you believe in to be true that might necessarily not be true right so let's tackle that and that's always always that starting point of pinpointing those lies or debilitating beliefs and replacing them with some type of truth wow now that's a mouthful right and that's something that um i definitely think is easier said than done absolutely right <laughs> we don't get it the first week we don't get it the second week sometimes it's a it now it has to become a routine because again some of us are believing things about ourselves that our parents said when we were kids right we were abandoned maybe when we were younger we've never been in a financially stable home we we don't have education history of degrees in our family or business owners in our family or successful marriages in our family and so some of it is historical so historical that it it, it is going to take time, but if anything is going to change in our lives, our habits and our routines have to change on a consistent basis to undo all of that that's been done to us and that we've actually done to ourselves too. Wow. Yep. And, and that's the thing about habits, right? We're trying to undo what probably has taken years to create, mm -hmm. right? And I, I've read somewhere once that it takes 20 days to create a habit. And so yeah. we have to be intentional about um, yes. wanting to change and then implementing these things and doing them in a way where it becomes habitual, where it's like second nature, so to speak. Absolutely. So definitely uh, some <laughs> good tips. I hope you were writing that down, Casey. So he definitely. No, that's a great question. question. Yeah, that was a great, yeah. great question. I, I shared with my followers um, this week that consistency compounds. Mm. That's good. Over, over time, over time. If we remain consistent, 
we'll reap the rewards of stuff that we did consistently last month, a month from now, or maybe even a year from now. But consistency is compounding. Now, you know you in my lane, right? I know. Because I threw that word out there. Compass, she's like, wait a minute. So it's interest and money. That's right. <laughs> and that's what I tell the five family, right? Like, yeah, if yeah. you are consistent with a thing, it's not that you're gonna you're not going to get rich overnight, right? But right. if you're consistent with contributing to your retirement fund, right? And mm. it will continue to build, right? right? That compound right. interest will kick <laughs> in for you. So yes. consistently, consistency definitely does compound. So sorry, I had to plug in financial. <laughs> I, this is still a finance show for my five finance family, okay? Um, but definitely uh, that can be applicable among so many different areas yeah. in our lives. So that is awesome. Okay, um, so one thing that I want to talk about, um, and it's definitely on the subject of communication relationship, especially. Okay. Yes. Um, in the news recently, and I don't know if you heard about this particular event, but there was a CEO, Vishal Garg, with Better.com. Okay. Um, and what he did recently was he decided to go on a Zoom call. And he uh, laid off 900 people over a Zoom call. So mm. um, as a leader, right, <laughs> where we're talking about relationship, right? So, so we yeah. talked about relationship in the personal. We talked about how, you know, it's a problem with us that we got to fix first. Um, right. So now let's bring that full circle, <laughs> okay? Um, yeah. As a leader... Right. Um, and you're talking about the relationship that you are establishing with your employees. Do you think there was a better way that that could have been handled? Absolutely. I think one of the things I learned early on in leadership, and I'm glad I learned it because I feel like it has contributed to the success. I, the success I had in the Marine Corps and thereafter in corporate America and now with my leadership consultancy is that. We have to be able to lead with our head and our heart. Mm. Business acumen and metrics, it's no longer the key for interacting and having a successful business when you have employees. For, for a while, it was, I think they probably realized that's not the case anymore. Right. But most employees, most leaders feel like 80, most, most people are leaving a job because of money. But 89% of companies, if you ask them, why are people leaving? Why are your employees leaving? They'll say, oh, they got better offers for more money. But only 12% of employees have actually reported that they left a company because of money. It's about 12%, right? 58% of people say that they trust a stranger more than their boss. And I'm sharing these stats for a reason to answer your question. 79% of people who quit say they felt a lack of appreciation from the leader. Only 12%, like I said, say they left for money. But employees feel like, and stats that they've sent out there say 89% of people are leaving because of money. That's not the case. What I'm trying to say is people aren't leaving companies. They're, they're leaving leaders. They're divorcing leaders because if you can't lead with your head and your heart, people are not going to feel connected to you nor your company, right? Uh, I, I taught a course um, recently, 
creating a culture of connection in the digital age. And also another one I'm teaching right now is four steps to creating a corporate culture of connection. Why am I talking about connection so much? Because for you to get on a Zoom call, I think you said it was, and let 900 people go in that manner, it lacks connection. You talked about the pandemic and what it did to separate us and uproot us from a social standpoint. We've always craved connections, but even more so, having lost those social connections, employees are craving more of a connection with the place that they're going to go and spend eight, 10, maybe even 12 hours a day. And so if leaders aren't intentional about building healthy relationships within their organizations, amongst their leaders, and amongst those who are working side by side one another, you'll be able to get on a call with 900 people and let them go all at one time and sort of this mass um, firing, almost like um, what they used to call it back in the day, like a firing squad lines up and right. just takes people out, right? right? Because there's no intimacy there. Right. There's a lack of connection, therefore, an employee to be able to do that. So I think that's extremely sad. You think about the holidays, you think about um, the service that I might have put into the company, and then you get on a call, just kind of let me go like this. That has to be extremely disheartening. Right. I mean, I totally agree. Um, even if there were a severance package offered, right? It's, it doesn't change the fact that you did this on a Zoom yeah. call. Yeah. Like that yeah. to me was very impersonal and almost, it definitely speaks to the character of the person, right? Delivering the right. message. Right. Um, right. I feel like there was definitely another way that that could have been done uh, to your point. <laughs> a lot of right? other ways. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been done to your point um, that was more intimate and showed that yeah. he truly cared. And and I guess my thought process was, where were your HR people? Like, where were mm -hmm. your, you, you know what were I mean? Your advisors. Like, yeah. Like, who's advising you? Where's your executive advisor? Like, what is HR saying about this? Nobody said yeah. anything. Like, that was what was weird. And so um, a lot of what I saw after um, seeing that story was everybody was tagging it saying, hey, this is why you're seeing this mass exodus from corporate America. This is why people are like, it's a, I think it's called the mass resignation that's going mm -hmm. on right now, right. Right? right? Because people are like, they're fed up. They're over it, yeah. they're tired of it. They're like, listen, I got options, <laughs> okay? Yeah. And the, the web has given us options. There was a time where if I was going to hear about a job, it was my local newspaper, right. my local hiring event, or word of mouth in my local town. I can get a job across the country. I can do the interview, negotiate my salary, get my plane ticket and my housing allowance, all from the comfort of my home in right. a blazer with pajama bottoms and not have to worry about being stuck at a job, right? Because this is the reality. We all want to be a part of a culture that mm. makes us feel like we belong. Mm. And I define belonging in terms of um, in a corporate space or really just anywhere as being accepted, acknowledged and affirmed by a particular group of people, mm. whether it's family, community, friends, a team that I play on, a sports team or co co-workers. I want to be accepted, acknowledged and affirmed. And so if you create an environment in your organization where it lacks acceptance, acknowledgement, and affirmation, there is going to be a mass resignation that takes place because folks now are seeing 
the true companies out there with these corporate cultures of connections, right. they're being highlighted and elevated. Right. And those who are just about the money and just you're just another number to us, they're being exposed. Correct. And so folks are taking their gifts and their talents and their abilities and their time and are going over here and they're connecting with these companies that actually demonstrate consistently and have been for a while that they care about their employees. Some right. call them partners and you know, you, they use terms like that. And so, yeah, the people are, are at home consuming all of this information about these companies out there. And they're like, um, yeah, there's better out there. And I just didn't think I could make that type of move, but the pandemic is showing folks that we can make that move and it might be even a better move because now I can work virtually, you know, so. Right, that's another thing that I was up. gonna bring up because now, um, because we had to, right? Especially people in my setting, right? So, I mean, you're in an account and you're like one of those support groups, right? Mm. So even if you were working for a manufacturing firm, um, the accounting person doesn't have to be in the building in order to get their job done. And so what that did was it exposed the fact, right, that we can do <laughs> our jobs just as efficiently from yeah. the comforts of our home and it also showed an increase in productivity, like especially at right. my organization, like people were staying on longer, right? Because you forget you're, you're right at home, right? You, yeah, yeah. you just want right to get it done, you. right? Yeah. And so um, it was mm -hmm. hard for them to come back and, you know, ask for people to come back into the building when we have been uh, able to show you that not only were we effective in doing our job, but we were even more productive, right? Um, and so a lot of people took the approach of, okay, well then fine, I'll go to a company who does offer uh, a greater yes. work-life balance, right? Who does, um, doesn't mind me working remote from home, right? So that I can, you know, take my kids to baseball practice or whatever, because yeah. you have a lot of moms in the workforce. Um, yes. And so I think people sometimes uh, for a long time, right, companies, uh, would frown upon that. I remember feeling yeah. horrible. Mm. <laughs> I remember feeling horrible when I had to leave work early to go to one of my children's events. And you would, you know, you would get the looks. You're like, oh goodness, tomorrow <laughs> right. leaving again, right? <laughs> What's going she on this to week? Leave early, right? She right. Had a daughter to go through. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. It, yes, and so yes. those days are over, right? I think people yeah. are realizing that no, I. I can still be a productive employee and still have a work-life balance, right? And yes. still be there for <laughs> my children. And so I, I'm, I am actually happy um, that this change is coming. I think that it was long overdue. Um, I think now that uh, employees now, I feel, have the power. They have more mm -hmm. power than they know. Um, yes. And I think that they are now leveraging um, that power Absolutely. and in a good way. Um, yeah. And like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of great changes that come out of this movement. Right. Um, and so speaking of that, from an entrepreneur standpoint, you talked about um, people wanting to feel accepted. Your employees wanted to feel acknowledged and then affirmed. Right. So as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, I do have people I consult with and I also have employees. So can you help me, right, um, ensure that I am doing that for my employees? Like, how can I reassure them that they are accepted, acknowledged, and affirmed? What yeah, can we do? That's, 
That's a good question. I do want to make one plug about something because you, you brought up women in the workplace and, and, you know, leaving to go take their kids, pick them up from daycare or whatever. The pandemic has shown, I've been doing a lot of research into the studies of how it's affecting women specifically. Mm-hmm. And a lot more women are being burnt out, um, believe it or not. Even though they have that flexibility now to work from home, being at home has brought about different challenges with managing the home and the kids at home and being right in the midst of it. Right. So it's been a good and a bad, but this is the point I want to bring up. Women are still not being compensated like men, right? They're still not getting the titles and position like men are, even though they have been the ones to really step up and lead a lot of these organizations through the pandemic in terms of, how they moved and pivoted and the changes that they were making, a lot of women in leadership positions were leading and leading that charge, but yet it's not reflected in their pay, it's not reflected in their compensation packages and time off and and all of those things. And so we're still seeing a lot of things to be worked out. The future of work, like you just said, we're not gonna be thinking brick and mortar all the time. Right. A lot of companies and a lot of people are not gonna be thinking brick and mortar. There's a lot of benefits to it. It does give us a lot, time, a lot of time with our families that women specifically or homemakers appreciate it. And now dads are appreciating right. being able to make it to ball games and family events and things like that when we couldn't before because you cut out commuting. Just right. that alone gives some people two and a half hours back in their day. So the future work is going to be different. We need to keep an eye on it. With that being said, understanding that you still have to make employees feel like they belong, accept it, acknowledge and affirm there's a couple ways that um, we can we can approach that. And I use an acronym called RACE, R-A-C-E. And RACE is for relate. So just look for ways in which you can relate with those around you, build an immediate connection with them, something very personal, like before a meeting, have a moment where it's just strictly not about business, just very impersonal, but professional still, but you find ways to relate to one another. Maybe it's a project that you worked on. I mean, like a, a previous company, you know, that you are engaged with some activities with, and you kind of have a discussion around that, your alma mater, parenting, pet ownership, interests, hobbies, a taste in fashion, what it is, you call it breaking the ice or whatever. Just think of it like that. Just kind of socialize, find ways to relate to one another. You know, last week, at Thanksgiving, my turkey went up in flames. What? Yours too? You know, right. I'm, I'm being silly, but just find ways to relate. Because um, again, I'm all about relationships. Relationships at the right. core of that is relate. And then we need to acknowledge people. And the easiest way to do that is to give them like public acknowledgement. Mm. Hey, last week you, you held to our values when you went through these steps to help this client. Thank you for that. And an email to them privately or publicly, just acknowledge people. When they're on the call, acknowledge them before the meeting starts. Challenge. We all need to challenge ourselves. We talked about beliefs earlier. What am I believing about my team? What am I believing about my company? What am I believing about myself that's preventing me from connecting with people um, or acknowledging, acknowledging them properly? Do I believe we don't have the time? Do I believe they'll think it's silly? You know, we have to kind of challenge ourselves, but also challenge our biases. Cause sometimes what's preventing us from connecting with people 
is those obvious differences. Right. Our race, our gender, our religion, differently able, things like that. And then embrace, learn to mm. embrace the differences. Go to somebody um, and have conversations with them based on the things that you see, especially as an entrepreneur, that is going to allow them to really shine. Like embrace the fact that, you know, she don't approach this particular task of the situation like I would. Let me embrace this and see what could come out of this. Maybe this might be a new way for us to do X, Y, and Z, and then allow them to lead the way. Like, okay, take us through this. How do you do this? And that also ties into acknowledging people's strengths. Go yeah. to somebody and say, hey, you're much better at this than I am. Can I get your help with this? Lean in and leverage those things that you see that they're good with. So I use the acronym RACE to help us all connect, especially in a corporate environment. Um, that has helped me. Um, a great deal. And so far, everybody I've been able to coach through that have come back and given me great feedback. So I'll give that tip to everybody who's watching tonight. Yeah. You get that for free. Right. <laughs> and that was an awesome tip. And definitely something that could be um, applied for entrepreneurs. I mean, we could do the same thing. Um, this is not just for employees, right? You can use yes. this same thing to apply to your clients, your customers, right? Yes. Because they yes. want you to embrace where they already are, right? Them as a person. Yes. Let me tell you, when I'm dealing with clients, right, there is no client that I deal with the same. Does that make sense? So like perfect sense. Every client, and then in, in our initial conversation, um, I always ask them, like, how do you want to communicate? Because that's important to me. Because if I choose the wrong stream of communication, it won't be effective. Right? There you go. There you go. Yes. And so I always have to like start our relationship in that manner because so I want to make sure that I'm meeting them like where they are. I'm yeah. letting them know I'm embracing you for who you are. Right. So oh, let's make sure that we have a good, effective uh, relationship. Yes. So we need to establish these these boundaries, these rules, right? Um, right. From the from the start. So thank Leaders you for that. So, yes, we have so much to think about. We have to think about the relationship between me right. and say the employee. I have to think about the relationship between employee to employee. I have to think about the relationship the employee with the client. I have to think about our company's relationship with our customers. Like everything. Everything involves some type of relationship Everything. and so i mean i i'm we're on a financial show so i can say this <laughs> i believe the two biggest factors motivating factors in life are relationships and money oh absolutely yeah like hands down right and so absolutely. as we think through whatever it is that we're getting ready to do to me it comes back to some type of relationship and oftentimes <laughs> some type of financial fiscal <laughs> exchange you know right. and so if we can really Focus in on those things, like you just said. Find race, using race right. to relate and interact with a customer. It is a game changer. Oh, it is. Absolutely, it is. Um, and so, yeah, I think we often uh, forget, like we, we spend so much time, right, as entrepreneurs um, creating and doing that you could forget to yeah. do that part. You can forget yeah, to implement true. race, right? <laughs> That's so true. That's hopefully true. And I use race specifically because I use it in two ways. Sometimes I use it when I'm specifically teaching 
connecting across racial differences. Oh, gotcha. But then I also use it in the corporate space because I feel like we're always just racing to make the next dollar. Right. Right. And right. so I use race and I'm like, oh, yeah, we race. Everybody race, race, race. We're running, 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 trying to make the next dollar, make the company grow. Right. But if we can establish better relationships, our teams are going to be stronger. They're going to be more innovative. They're going to work together better. They'll resolve workplace conflict quicker. Right. Our relationships with our customers are going to be better. All of that will make our bottom line grow and make the company strong and very successful out there on the start market and all of that. But it starts with those relationships. And so while you're racing, I tell mm. the, those that I'm, you know, teaching and, and speaking to, while you're racing to grow the company, start first by growing and establishing healthy relationships. Everything to me would just be a result of that. Man, let me tell you, Charles, it's always awesome talking to you. I feel like I could go on and on and on, but I want to take some questions. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, before the end of the show. So we had a question from Casey. Casey is asking, what ways would you say companies use digital platforms to promote connection, uplift, encourage, and become accountable? Yes, great question. So the, I think I said it in the onset, the content that you're putting out should really just be an overflow of, of who you are, what you represent, um, either, even in the corporate space and the digital space, right? So we need to start with that digital facelift. Look at your mm. online presence. It matters. Your websites, your social channels, um, leveraging videos where if you go to a website and you just see words and there's no people. There's no videos. There's nobody that I can make a connection with. I kind of go to the next website. I go to the next company. And so believe it or not, we want to see a face. We want to see people. We want to see smiles. We want to hear real stories and know that I'm giving my dollars or I'm giving my time. I'm donating money, time or energy to a worthwhile company and cause. And so really start there with that digital facelift. Look at your online presence. See what you're doing. Um, and then make sure that the content is relevant and relatable to folks. Start trying to establish a community around your product, your business, your organization, or your services. Those are some of the immediate ways. And just make everything that you do very genuine, authentic, and real, even in the digital space. So that means you have to think about your commercials. You have to think about your ads and advertisement. Who is it that I'm trying to connect with? Why am I trying to connect with them? And what is the end result of us connecting, whether mm -hmm. it's just them making the purchase, them subscribing, or them going off to do X, Y, and Z. I have to think through those three things. Cool. That That's some really, really good information. One thing um, that you mentioned about like being aware of um, like your how you are presented on social media, right? Mm -hmm. I also have experienced um, that your silence can also be harmful. So when a company doesn't present themselves as socially aware, right, of are sensitive to what's going yeah. on, um, I think that that's detrimental to the organization as well because people are looking. Like they're, yes. they're looking to see who is supporting different causes, um, who is uh, implementing things to provoke yeah. change, right? And if you're still just posting, you know, the normal cookouts, <laughs> right. like nothing is wrong, then it's like, right. do you like, care? Like, look at my shoes at the airport. 
like, do you care? You no, know? not to me, but who do those photos? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I, so I just wanted to make sure that I point. made that plug too. You know, that hurts. Yeah. Yep. Because um, what it what it says is this, and it means you have the courage to speak up and speak out. Mm. Right. Not every decision that you make is going to be applauded. But that doesn't mean it's not the right decision to make. Right. And I'm talking about as a leader, as a as a business leader in this space. As long as you're genuine and authentic, what your silence does, it leaves people wondering and leaves people with questions about where you stand. Right. And if I'm going to invest my time and energy and money, I need to know where you stand on certain things. So right. that's why you have to be careful about what you, you know, you remain silent about when it comes to certain topics in this day and age. Absolutely, because there are there is a thing called the conscious investor. Okay, and right, those people right. actually research you. <laughs> yes, and before they give you, it doesn't matter how good your books look. It doesn't matter what your projected revenues are. If you do not align <laughs> with what they feel um, is someone who is conscious um, or socially yeah. aware, yeah, you're not going to get their money. I mean, you're, that's just how it you, is. You're all up in uh, portions of my segment oh. for the conference in oh. January. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. I'll back off. Like you all up in there. Like we about to give them the conference early because you no. you almost had me going. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's stop you right there, brother. Let's take one last question uh, before we move on. So we have one other question. So Wayne Andrews asks, how do you handle relationships now that many jobs are being worked from home? Yes. Um, so all of those things that we talked about, accept, right. acknowledge, affirm, we still want to do that still practicing race so now you have to be even more intentional because you're not just going to bump into somebody in the hallway right right. um so sending cards and again it it requires an investment time and money you're going to have to sending a card for their birthday making sure we turn on cameras doing zooms and Mm. these different calls that we talked about earlier uh, microsoft teams call and you know trying to see their face read their emotions you can't tell if a person is struggling emotionally and mentally sometimes just by hearing their voice so picking up the phone and giving them a call so that way you can have a more intimate conversation to try and determine but asking for a video chat with those that you've been called to lead and again the ceo can't video chat with fifty thousand people but that's why he have executive leaders and leaders under that him and leaders under them and leaders under them to make sure that they're having these touch points with employees establishing social hours social virtual happy hours where we can still get together and play Kahoot quiz games or something or set up some type of live watch event. So think about how you were interacting with family and friends. Mm. Some of those same applications now have to be innovatively incorporated into a digital space for really person to person. I think like if you have a family member, you're not able to see them maybe once a week they're in a different state. You say, hey, we're going to get online and we're going to do VR. We're going to play PlayStation together on Friday night. And that's our game night as a family because we're not going to be able to get together for a while. But then also think about how you can do that in the workspace where it's appropriate. What can we do to make meaningful connections? So I talked about sending greeting cards. I thought about pop up video call, check in, you know, like, hey, let's let's just talk and connect. But just building that same type of camaraderie and togetherness and connectedness 
if there is an event that you can go to safely together, you know, take that opportunity. Rally people around a cause. Hey, this week is Earth Day, and we're going to go out and do this volunteer work and see who wants to come out and do it. Just let them know that you're thinking about them, thinking about ways to engage with them, letting them know they're not just sitting at home stuck working for you and you're not thinking of them. And then ask them, do some polls. Hey, we're considering doing X, Y, and Z, lay it out, see what type of feedback you get, take some of those ideas and run with them. We just have to be intentional about now socializing um, outside of the brick and mortar environment. So that's a great question, Wayne. Yeah, so thank you so much. Um, All of those things that you shared with us definitely were um, awesome ways for us to implement or I should say, um, encourage, right? The engaged relationship that we want to see. So hopefully entrepreneurs, you were listening, right? You were taking notes. I know I was taking notes, right? Writing all of this down because I definitely want to make sure that um, I'm able to apply this as well. So thank you so much, Charles, for joining on tonight. I still want to be mindful of the time, right? But the conversation was so good. I didn't want it to end. Um, (laughs) So I appreciate it. uh, You taking time out to talk to the five finance family tonight and five finance family, right? You got a little taste, okay, of what he's going to be talking about um, in the summit. So I know he is going to have so much more information um, to share with us that's going to help elevate us, right? Yes. Um, no matter where we are um, in our entrepreneur journey, okay? Um, so, Charles, I am going to let you go backstage. Thank you so much. Oh, before you Thank go, you. can yes. you please share with everybody uh, how to connect with you? Absolutely. So, website, charlesjackson.media on the web. That's where you can connect with me if you need. Actually, it's a media company so all things media but first right there on the screen we see you before me that's where my wife and i do our marriage and family coaching again premarital coaching marriage coaching for couples a faith-based organization helping to save marriages on the brink of divorce and just strengthen marital bonds that's you before dot me and then again charles jackson media my digital space where we do digital design web design videography all things in that space. You can also book me to speak. If you need leadership development or consulting, you can go there and connect with me, see what all I have going on and available at charlesjackson.media. And then on social, all your social handles, it's at charlesjacksonmedia. Thank you so much for this time in this space. This was wonderful. I enjoyed my time and I enjoyed this show. It is fire. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Uh, so, yeah, as they say in the uh, urban settings, it's fire. Okay. So, fire. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> um, so, thank you, Charles, for joining. Yeah, if you could wait with us, um, wait for me black backstage while I say goodbye to everybody. Um, so, Five Finance Family, peace out. So, Five Finance Family, thank you so much for joining on tonight, right? Hopefully, you found this to be very informative and very useful, right? I know that there are definitely some things that I'm going to implement because I am all about wanting to develop those relationships um, and be intentional um, about it, right? And so, Charles gave us the tools, right? He laid it out on some things that we can do to work on ourselves first and then be able to um, transition and work on relationships within our inner circle and hopefully outer circle because 
it definitely all um, is connected, right? Um, so again, Five Finance family, make sure that you are following us across all of our social media platforms. Make sure that you are subscribing to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you are listening and subscribing to our podcast channels. Um, and most importantly, make sure that you are registering for this summit. You are going to want to have a seat in this summit, right? Tonight was just a taste right, of some of um, the expert panelists that are going to be speaking during the summit. Um, and throughout the rest of this month, we're going to try to highlight uh, some more speakers that will be before you on the summit. So we want to give you a little taste of what you uh, can expect. So remember, save the date, January 14th, right? Um, and you can log on to fivefinance.com forward slash main event in order to get your seat because seats will be limited, okay? Um, so again, thank you for staying with us. Uh, I know this was a little out of the norm, but um, again, I appreciate you. Um, connecting and staying with us um, and I am going to give you back the rest of your Tuesday evening so until next time five finance family have a wonderful and blessed Tuesday